0: Hey, 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 this is Chase Geyser with One American Podcast, and today we have Zachary Venable on. What's
1: up, man? Not much. That was a nice little video.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Um, no. So I, uh, I we found each other, I guess, on TikTok, and I looked at your content, and it is absolutely awesome. Uh, very hysterical. I could see why you've been banned so many times. Um, yeah. Not because anything you say is particularly offensive, but because it's particularly poignant, which seems to be uh, enough of a uh, reason for banning these days.
1: Yeah, what they do is they um, where they get you is is in what the determination of certain things are. So, it's, TikTok's especially worse compared to anywhere else. I mean, I, I pretty much I live in Facebook jail, so I'm pretty much a, uh, a an everyday resident in Facebook jail. I think my last I, I just got off a 30 day stint um, for for a comment I made. That made no sense at all. But uh, TikTok is... Yeah, they're, Facebook's they're, terrible. Oh, God, yeah. They're, they're brutal at TikTok. Uh, you, you post like... a um, Last video I got flagged was um, was a news clip of, of some Taliban activity. And they claimed that I was promoting uh, violence.
0: Yep, yep. Well, they banned me for... Um, I shared a clip of the Arizona audit hearings. Um, there was that really short moment of those Arizona audits where one of the auditors said that you know, like seventy-two thousand ballots had gone out without it having, or had come in without it having had any record of being sent, and they they um, they flagged that one for like election fraud um, content that's banned. And then obviously I told you they banned one of my videos because they had Goebbels in it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even though yeah. it was like an anti-Goebbels post. And so it's just weird, man. I guess it's the difference between, um, uh, the CCP and, you know, what we're used to in the United States in terms of freedom of speech, not to say that, uh, big tech is, is, you know, any friendlier, uh, uh stateside.
1: Yeah. And I, I'm assuming, uh, I, I know around the election time, there's a lot of, uh, talk about TikTok and in, in the CCP. I'm assuming they still got their hands in it because, well, you know, it's essentially a communist uh, platform. Right. Obviously. Um, I, I think I got my first account. So I, I had an account that got banned on election day because uh, I had posted something about, I believe it was Michigan. because so, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone knows on election day, whenever it stopped, it was like okay, something's kind of going on. So I just posted a video that was like a, you know Michigan, you know seems a little little odd. Something's fishy over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone on Media Matters like like uh, put it in an article, and then they had everyone go mass report it. So I got that taken down. And you know it's unfortunate. You, I really don't care. Thankfully, whether or not you know the accounts get banned, but it's just the amount of time you put into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the the thing that's kind of nice about TikTok, and I was very reluctant to join TikTok because of its association with the CCP, and then I just kind of determined that all of the uh, platforms were, were communist, so so yeah, I might yeah. as well be on <laughs> on TikTok. <laughs> so so I uh uh, but the thing that's cool about it is the way the algorithm is set up is you can you can get a big following fairly quickly again on a new account in a way that you can't really on the other platforms.
1: Oh God, yeah, the the, the, like, the distribution on 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 that platform is is just absurd any little thing i think i think it's because the way the interface is the people just swiping um yeah it it tends to draw in a lot of um i don't know the engagement on on tiktok is outrageous compared to any any other place i'm on i do uh stuff on youtube and <clears throat> you put in like 5 or 10 times the amount of work and, and the engagement just isn't there but uh on tiktok it's fucking I think I've had like 70 or 80,000 comments in in the last seven days. It's just absurd. It really doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
0: Well, I think the smart thing about what they did is I think they figured out that the key to growing a social media platform is to get people as much engagement as possible on the content that they create. That's where the endorphins are. That's where the addiction is, especially for kids. And so, if they if they can set up the algorithm so that new accounts are favored, or videos get a massive amount of reach disproportionate to the number of followers that they have, then you're you're cultivating a rapid amount of engagement for your average user early on, and that's kind of hooking them into the platform. And so, I think that's part of the part of the advantage. And what's so cool about the platform is that if you have no following or no no base, you can still have a video that goes viral in a way that we haven't really seen since the early days of Twitter, in terms yeah, of content virality.
1: Well, and I I know that. Uh... Fairly recently, probably within like the last two weeks, I think they actually surpassed YouTube in um, wow. whatever stat you'd want to call it, like people watching video stat. They passed yeah. YouTube. So I don't know. It's, it, it's the internet. You know, it's destroying everything. So...
0: I don't, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm optimistic about it. I mean, with all the with all the bad stuff that comes along with it, it's there's still so much good about it too. I yeah. mean, the fact that we can just hang meet on the internet and hang out is so cool. You know, not to be it, taken it, for granted. Yeah, no,
1: it, it's it's outrageous how because obviously no one no one wants to get rid of it, and like you know, don't change anything. I just we need to complain about it. You know, yeah, it's kind of how it works. I think. Uh, so
0: what's your uh, what's your background, Zachary?
1: Um. You know, well, in terms of like how we met, obviously we would have been through you know political stuff. I sure. went my entire life kind of not uh, not getting too much into it until until fairly recently, probably within the last year and a half. And it's mm-hmm. it literally it was because I had I was dating a girl. I was in a relationship with a girl from California. Mm. Uh, that right there, My wife's said,
0: from California.
1: <laughs> oh, she, does she? Was does she live there? <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. no. Oh. We live in Austin, Texas, and she's not your stereotype, but I just throw that in yeah, there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm from Louisiana. I live in a small town okay. in Louisiana, so I've, I've been able to steer clear of, generally speaking, most of the world. Um, and it wasn't until I, I got in a re- this a relationship with this this this, this woman from California that I, mm-hmm. I started like, oh, my God, people are actually like this. And I, I noticed um, over a, a span of like two years, it was just ever evolving, it, it was changing definitions of words, every it's just literally everything. Um, and then mm-hmm. I started kind of, I think I, I came across maybe a Ben Shapiro podcast and I was listening to it and I was like, Jesus Christ, this sounds incredibly familiar. And yeah. the more I, I looked into it, I was like, Oh my God, this is exactly what I've experienced over the last two years dealing with this. You know, my girlfriend from, from, from California is essentially what, you know, all these, uh, you know, the Democrats are doing the, uh, media does it's, it's the gaslighting and and the changing, uh, you know, the changing definitions of words, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that kind of drew me in. So I was able to like, I guess I was able to relate to it. So it kind of,
0: yeah. Yeah. So you were radicalized by a woman from California.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, you know, (laughs) everyone says bad things about, um, about California and, uh, and generally speaking, a uh, majority of the people from California, you know, there's a, there, there's a stereotype right now about them and it's hundred percent true. You know, the, the place just isn't good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I lived uh, there for yeah. three years. It's really tough. What part of California was your girlfriend from?
1: Oh, she was from, uh, uh I believe she was from Sam. Well, okay. Well, uh, she was from San Francisco, born and raised. And then moved, I think out to uh, Los. She moved out to Los Angeles later. Later, I think, when mm. she turned 18. So literally the, the the best of both worlds. Yeah. The best of both yeah. worst worlds.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry that you had that experience, man. But hey, you're okay now.
1: Oh, yeah. No, no. I, mean, I didn't. It, it, it was more, I was more um, mystified in, in, in the um, the experience of it because I, it, it it's it's unbelievable how s- some people can just completely live in a different reality, and that reality also happens to be whatever you know whatever helps them in the actual, you know in 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 the moment, in the moment of a conversation, yeah. regardless. And and it it the, the 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 comparisons that you can make between, for example, my ex girlfriend and Jen Psaki would I mean the comparisons there are you couldn't tell them apart. Mm. And I I find that, uh, I find that kind of ironic so that, you know, there's gotta be more there to it.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how the, how the politics has seeped in. Like growing up, I, I graduated from high school in 2010. So growing up, you know, I always sort of had like a right wing leaning just because I was a big fan of Ayn Rand. I read the fountainhead in high school, one of my favorite books, but I never thought that politics would be a factor in terms of who I would wind up being with or who I would date like you know there was a time believe it or not right 10 20 years ago when you could you see democrats and republicans married to each other and it wasn't really a problem they would vote differently but it wasn't like cutthroat but now I can't imagine like sharing a home and raising a kid with somebody who is like a leftist and not, not, not like a Democrat, like, you know, traditional Democrats, like 90s Democrats or JFK Democrats. That's not the problem. But like a like a serious leftist. Can you it's so it's so hard to imagine being in a relationship with a person like that.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's that um, that liberal leftist sludge part like, you know, I, there's really no good term for it because, you know, it's not you know, it's not like necessarily a Democrat. It's that leftist mentality. So, you know, anyone, any type of liberal person that I've dated, um, I don't even think they were really into politics just in general, but it was the mindset of like, um, nothing's ever their fault, for one Mm -hmm. thing. Um, And they're going to blame every single thing on you. It's one thing about uh, dating women that are liberal or, or, you know, have that leftist mentality is is everything's going to be your fault. And right if if it's not your fault they're going to change whatever they have to to make it your fault
0: yeah absolutely so so i've seen your tiktok content you said that you've been um uh, making a lot of content on youtube too what are, do you have like a podcast or what what's sort of your deal i know that you have like a crazy amount of awesome toys and you seem to be a star yeah. wars fan <laughs>
1: well, yeah that that actually is uh that is my, my my thing is uh i i've i've done numerous uh podcasts regarding toys and uh I was real big into the, uh, YouTube toy game, the toy YouTube game. Uh, so that's yeah. why I have all, you know, the equipment, and all that to, 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 to do podcasting and stuff. And okay. from there I was like, okay, so none of these people, like they're all idiots, you know, that are collecting toys. They all have problems for the most part. And, but I, I, I found, figured out a way it's like, okay, well I can use that and kind of slip in occasionally like, you know my political view because i started it started taking things over um
0: right so when you're like when you're showing like star wars toys you could be like you know the empire actually had a point
1: <laughs> exactly and, and 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 he was that, yeah.
0: you know how close he was to solving death before they threw him over the edge
1: <laughs> no yeah exactly and um you know it, it, what what i find ironic because i, I i'm pretty well i was I fairly recently, I kind of got out of it. I, I, I don't want to say I I was like canceled out of the whole comic book toy culture, but, uh, I I pretty much was, um, but everyone in that community, they, they relate so much to this, you know, certain groups of, of of the people. So like in star Wars, they, you know, they look at the rebels and they're like, you know, those those are the real heroes. It's like not realizing that what they're doing and, you know they're actually the bad guys in real life the, the you know, the people meaning like um, I had a friend that was uh, really, you know, when, a, when the virus broke out was really big into making sure everyone gets, you know, wears a mask and does all of that. And, uh, I, you know, I was like, you know, you, I, you say you hate the empire, but I mean, you know, you're kind of acting like them to a certain, right. To a certain degree. Right. Um, and they, they, but they just can't, they, they don't understand that.
0: You know, I, maybe you've seen it. I haven't seen it, but I can't believe that I haven't come across a uh, Darth Vader meme yet of the take this mask off my face scene from the end of The Return of the Jedi. Uh, have you seen anything like that? Oh,
1: no. <laughs> I mean,
0: that haven't. would be a great meme, right? That's you brilliant. can take the idea and run with it if you want, but like, take this b- yeah, father, you'll no, die. I'm, gonna t- I'm you definitely going to
1: steal it's, that, for sure.
0: Steal it. Steal it. It's fine. Yeah. Do your thing with it, but the, yeah. and then it can come, come back. Actually, I pro- the chances that I die are, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. No, that's funny. fine. But, I never
1: even thought about that. Never thought about that. (laughs) Um, But
0: so, what do you think of the new? What do you think of the new Disney Star Wars movies?
1: Oh, I I, like I said, I I got, I quit. I'm done with uh, all of that. It's just they've ruined all of it. Um, Star Wars isn't as bad as like Marvel. Um, I'm not sure how much of a you know fan you are of Marvel, but the way big fan.
0: I never read the comics, but all the movies. Every time there's a movie, I watch. Yeah,
1: I mean, who who wants to you know reading comic books? That's just I'm just gonna watch a movie. You know,
0: I'd read the old ones. I bet you they're probably pretty cool, some of them. But I haven't yeah, gotten around to it. So
1: it's just not. I mean, I, I'm one of those. You know, I'm one of the people that are like, uh, you know, people tell me, "Well, oh, the book's way better." I'm like, no.
0: Yeah. No, no I just, way. I'm
1: gonna watch a movie. I'm not gonna sit down for. 35 no, have have hours you tried
0: to read that. the Fellowship of the Ring? Come on, takes yeah. like 100 pages to get out of the Shire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not to mention, like, you don't even know how to pronounce half the words, if that. Right right so, yeah no that's a, um i just I, I i never got into the comics either but but with marvel they had um the infinity saga that ended with avengers Endgame. yeah and after that they had a pretty much a long pause and just so happened to correlate with the, um the virus so that even like mm. you know put a bigger pause in between what they were doing with disney plus so there was a gap of about probably like eight months where there wasn't like any new movies or anything like that. And uh, I know just in general, they lost a lot of like fans from that. And then whenever they came back, they, they started with all the, you know, the, the, the little tidbits of wokeness in there. And it just completely ruined it mm-hmm. for me.
0: Yeah. See, the thing with me is like, no matter how much they ruin Star Wars, just as an example, I, I can't not watch them. And as much as I despised the Disney spinoffs and the Disney trilogy um, in, in terms of the writing and the plot, the production was amazing. And it still gave me the Star Wars feels. And so I sort of, I guess I compromised my values in terms of watching those movies. But, you know, there were things about it that I found incredibly irritating. But man, it's, I can't just, I can't say no to a Star yeah, Wars movie. Like, you know,
1: I, I caught myself after I said, I was like, Star Wars is one of the last things that, you know, I would ever just, just completely abandon. Um, right. It, it, I, I have like a complete distaste, hatred, resentful feeling towards Marvel and the entire thing. Uh, but Star Wars, I I still Mm. love Star Wars. I love watching it. Um, I think they're milking it, trying to make as much money as possible out of it. And it's diluting a little bit, but I mean, I believe that, um, the best Star Wars movie by far is Rogue one, I think. And that's one of the newer ones.
0: Yeah, Rogue One is probably is one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. Even if you go back to the original trilogy, I just thought it was an awesome standalone story.
1: Yeah, I would say and so. plus
0: that that scene in the end with Darth Vader was just epic because you know yeah, we never yeah, really had a no. chance to see Darth Vader in full uniform actually doing anything intimidating because you know the old ones he's just sort of stiff.
1: Yeah, I I still I still occasionally go on YouTube and we'll watch that scene just to get like pumped yeah for work or something.
0: Did you see that YouTube channel where that guy remade the? Um, a uh, new hope battle between uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think, is that the, the star Wars, um, theory guy, is it star Wars, uh, fan theory or something I don't know like
0: if that? The, I don't know if it's the fan theory guy, but I, if some awesome videographer just basically cut it all up in, in final cut or something or, and did like a, a contemporary version of what that fight would look like if the movie had come out like two years ago. And it's epic oh. with Obi Wan be flying around and jumping yeah, around and yeah, stuff. Like, you know, what I'm talking about
1: like a more Revenge of the Sith style battle.
0: Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit more. I um, I don't a little bit. So. I, I saw like I'll the, send you a um, link, dude. It's awesome.
1: I saw like the uh, the Star Wars w- with the guy remade, uh, or not remade, but he added on, um, like a conversation with the Emperor and Darth Vader. I think I think the channel is Star Wars fan theory. Maybe I think that's mm, Could it. be.
0: Is that um, the guy that like reads the comics out loud and like in, like the canon comics, or is that a different channel?
1: That that actually is a different channel. That is um, okay. I can't think of that
0: either. Um, I know the fan theory guy that you're talking about. I saw one of his TikTok videos. He had a really cool one where uh, he he had a video where um, he highlighted how Darth Vader said, "Obi Wan has taught you well" when uh, Luke Skywalker had the high ground on the Death Star or whatever um, oh, ship yeah. that what was in the Death Star. Yeah, yeah, and and, and he cuts it back to um, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Where obviously Obi-Wan cut off Anakin's legs, or Darth Vader's legs at the time, because uh, he had the high ground.
1: Yeah, th- that, that is actually, I think it's, um, I think the channel is, it's Star Wars Fan Theory. The person I'm thinking of is, it, it's a channel the guy basically made a very, he produced like a very, very good Star Wars scene. And I think yeah. YouTube actually ended up flagging it for, uh, or they demonetized it because he didn't have um, Lucasfilm's license. To, to, to do it oh, it was a big man. thing about a year and a half two years ago and um, like uh, Lucasfilms actually went and 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 uh, you know allowed him to 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 re-release it and then also you know gave him permission to continue doing what he does so he, he basically like re it's like fan remakes of it I, it's a pretty big channel I think that guy has like a couple million followers on it
0: are you a Star Trek fan too or are you a ride-or-die Star Wars guy
1: yeah I, I've never seen Star Trek
0: man you gotta watch the original 60s episodes back then the special effects were so bad that the writing had to be amazing and so the yeah. the, the the plots and the storyline are like really good like philosophical stories about what it means to be a human being i just I, I i started watching it because it was perfect for a workout to power through one you know like on a bike or something i could uh, listen to one or watch one while on the stationary bike and yeah. uh it's just some of the best science fiction writing I've ever seen. I, I'm excited been, about doing though. Speaking of sci-fi.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no, definitely. I, I, I've i been told that. Cause I, I'll kind of, depending on what I'm talking to, I'll kind of go into like these, these, these theoretical rants about like what I think should happen. And uh, right. I, I've been told numerous times, like, well, you know, you, you, that's the plot of star Trek. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, I've never seen it, but, uh, you know, I don't know, but, but something like, um, at some point later, you know, humans get to a point where we've, you know, like like kind of like an elite or race and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, you've seen right. Star Trek, so you know the plot is. But uh, yeah. yeah, I just have no desire to, to, to watch it. It's just.
0: I understand. I, I felt the same way for a long time. It struck me as very boring, very dorky, uh, very tired. But when I went back and watched the originals, um from the 60s and um star wars or star trek next gen from the 90s those two are worth the time everything else is trash the movies are trash all the other series in my opinion oh, are trash yeah. but those are really good um but yeah i don't is, know
1: it, that was with um you're talking about are you talking about the the, the one with uh what's his name shatner was he shatner the original one? yep okay. the
0: originals yeah yeah those are good those are very good Um, so i highly recommend it yeah but i've been thinking a lot about i've been thinking a lot about um how like entertainment and pop culture like reflect what's going on in society and like i don't know like i said this on another podcast that i had like even if you look at like fashion from before the economic crash in 2008 it was all about like being as flashy as possible and like after that the hipster movement came in after everybody lost everything and yeah. when I look at a lot of the stuff that's coming out today, it's sort of alarming. Like if you look at handmaid's tale and how that ends and, and all these other shows, um, cause my wife watches a lot of, uh, uh, shows because she's raising a little baby. She takes care of a baby all day. And so, um, it's, like basically the theme of all these popular shows that seem to be coming out is like, take justice into your own hands. So like in handmaid's tale, they just basically all these women that have been prosecuted or persecuted the whole series in the end, they just beat the hell out of and murder this guy without a trial, you know, and he was a <laughs> bad guy. Don't get me wrong, but it's just bizarre how we're seeing this kind of reflected in our, uh, pop culture.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's, it almost lends the question like, you know, it, cause it's kind of ironic that, uh, all of that kind of comes out, or you know, around the time mm. where you know you can see it, and maybe it's because watching that show, you know, makes you notice things that you would not have noticed before watching it. That's going on in real life. I've never seen The Handmaid's Tale, though. I, I know it it's good, man.
0: Reference. It's good. That you know, you really only have to watch the first season. The first season is the only one based on the book. Everything else is um, just sort of conjecture by the writers. Um, I feel that way about a lot of shows. I felt that way about House of Cards. That. You know, as soon as um, Underwood became president, they should have just ended the show. Yeah. But um, uh, a lot of shows make the mistake of just keep – they just keep yeah, making gotta, content because it's popular.
1: You got to pay the bills um, and yeah. ride the train as long as you can. You know, is, now, is The Handmaid's Tale a bad mm-hmm. bad thing or a good thing in terms of – What do you mean? You know, a lot of people compare it. Like, for mm-hmm. example, uh, Texas had that abortion law um, – a couple of weeks ago and a lot of people yeah. were saying it was you know straight out of the handmaid's tale. I saw some people saying that. and
0: Yeah. So that's sort of an unfair comparison, but I see what they mean. So basically the whole plot of handmaid's tale is all, like a, a remarkably small number of women are able to bear children. And as a result of this, a radical Christian militant group gains power and overthrows the United States government and creates a new nation. And as part of that nation, they they basically kidnap and um, indoctrinate these women who are fertile, and they force them to have children with these men that they don't want to have children with, right? And it's in order to re- in order to keep the population active, that's the whole yeah. plot. So it's basically like the Christian version of Sh- Sharia law, but it's okay. the reason it's not a fair comparison is because. That the whole premise of that story in *Handmaid's Tale* is that like yeah. no one can have children, which is not the case in Texas. It, like it, everybody it, can have kids.
1: <laughs> it, it makes sense hearing you say that. Like I'm just thinking, it was like, okay, yeah, no, that is exactly what's happening in Texas right now. Um, <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. That, God, it's unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. so I'm, it sounds like it's it's like if if the hardcore conservatives were to have the mentality of like the the hardcore um, liberals and taking over the world, right?
0: Exactly, it, exactly. It's Christian Sharia law. So think okay. like radical Islam, only Christian brand. And, and in, you know, radical circumstances too. So the circumstances are post-apocalyptic in that story and that no one can have kids. So there's only like these group of handmaids that can have kids that's the they're called handmaids and yeah. so yeah it's a it's a great story i mean it was written way before all this social justice shit you know it was written i think in the 70s by margaret atwood i think wrote it and she you know she's left for sure but this is not something that was written you know out of the me too movement it's something that was you know an old story so it's good stuff but it's definitely got like a left lean but i wouldn't say that it's like a hyper feminist show it's um honestly just a great post-apocalyptic scenario yeah. In my opinion. I like post anything yeah, post apocalyptic. Yeah, I can, love. I mean,
1: you sold it. I kind of want to go watch it now.
0: Yeah, it's worth it, I think. And you know, I don't know what you think, man, but between all of the platforms, I honestly think HBO is one of the best in terms of combating the woke stuff. Like they they made that show Chernobyl, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, and I couldn't believe that a major streaming platform made an an explicitly anti-communist series.
1: At least labeled it like that like like me sure they didn't you know take example that the remake of uh red dawn i
0: you never know. saw the remake
1: probably good uh, what happened in, well in the original if i'm not in the original one with uh charlie sheen and uh patrick Swayze. yeah R. I. p patrick yeah. Swayze.
0: um yeah r.i.p it was damn pancreas.
1: Uh, yeah man it, 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 it's been a minute since he's he's been here too. That's it's, it's unfortunate. I know. The I believe that the invading country was Korea. Or yeah, in the new was, one
0: or in the in, in the, the original. One, in
1: the original one. It was it was it I was I thought
0: it was Russia. Wasn't it? I'm going to look it up right now. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, Keep because going. I think
1: it, it was uh, they were I think it was. No, it was they, from they, Mexico,
0: they, were, right? In the South American.
1: Yeah, there, maybe they, it was Cuba. They, that's how they got in. They, they were. It was two, two countries working together. Um, long story short, though, in the new one, they basically instead of like putting it on North Korea or China, um, or you know, instead of labeling them like, oh, you know, it's the China, the, the CCP's coming in, they they made up their own like organization of a you know, a, a, a mix mash of different countries, but they didn't actually say the countries and they did all that so that the movie would be able to play in China and they wouldn't lose out in that. Market. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so in like, the original one, it was the Soviet union and Cuba and Nicaraguan allies. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cause I so, that but it, you know,
0: that Cuba, makes sense because the Soviet union actually existed when they made it and they were communist and there was a real threat. I mean, it's a yeah. Cold War movie.
1: But it, it, and, and it would be like if you were to go back in time and remake that movie, but not call them the USSR or the Soviets, right? Because you didn't right. want, you know, you didn't want to miss out in that on that market, uh, right?
0: Well, sure we Tom saw a little bit of that with that like um, I I believe that China refused to screen uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino yeah. because of the Bruce Lee depiction, and yeah. he wouldn't cut it. Because it's his movie, fuck you, right? And yeah. uh, you know that's great. But then when you look at like Disney, who really cares about the Chinese market? They have parks in China. It's very important to them that all their major releases air in China. They really, they really cater toward those narratives. And even like small things, like in the movie uh, Gravity, I believe with uh, Sandra Bullock was it Sandra Bullock in Gravity? They yeah. had, um, th- they had. Um, compatibility between the the u.s space station and the chinese space station where in reality there's no compatibility There, all our compatibility i believe is with is in actuality with the russian stations and the russian tech i'm not sure but they switched it top gun they took the anti-ccp shit off the uniforms apparently and the new one that's coming out and it's just a bunch of bullshit because they want these these production companies want to make money off the chinese market
1: who who has the like you, you, you know you're making too much money whenever you can hire someone to, to, to look for stuff like that.
0: I think the CCP tells you. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> you, show them, you show them the first pass and they're like, change this, change that, change this.
1: Which that right <laughs> there shows you how, how, how corrupt that is. Like, like, if the CCP are going in and monitoring and, and, and screening those movies ahead of time, that means that they have someone doing it. And you know that person is right. getting paid a lot of money, chances are. And it's like that's a waste of money, I think. So, yeah. you know, that's a good example as to uh, as to how corrupt that that, uh, that that country is.
0: Yeah, I I know someone personally who works for Disney, and this person's job in part has been to go through and identify what content needs to be changed in the parks. So they're changing like what songs play, what the names of the rides are, because some of the rides are named after old movies that may or may not have you know insensitive content. And um, this person absolutely hates that they have to do it because they don't hold that um, uh, political perspective, that same yeah, view. Yeah. But that's this person's job is to go through and wokeify Disney in the park. And I know that Disney's making a huge push to totally change its target demographic toward minority communities from its traditional base, which is fine if that's what they want to do from a business standpoint. I don't I don't blame them, but it's just a shame that they're compromising, you know, content that's authentic and there's nothing actually offensive about it. It's just perceived that way. And yeah. it's just it's too bad that we're compromising based on how things are perceived versus, versus, you know, standing up for how things actually are.
1: Yeah. You it, it, it seems like I mean, I mean, they're just uh, essentially uh, catering to, a, you know, they're changing, you know, for example, they're, I'm waiting for them to go change the Lion King or, you know, something iconic like that to cater to like mm-hmm. five people on Twitter. And, and it, it, you got to stop and think like, you know, this is just not a good business strategy. This is not it's not smart. It's not smart to, you know, make radical changes like this. Essentially, it, it, it puts put your entire brand in jeopardy. Um, you know, to cater to smaller markets and stuff, and what it comes down to is is having one one or two people at Disney in the right position with the with a certain view that can go and say, "Yep, we're going to listen to these three people on Twitter."
0: Yeah, well, we've seen the same thing happen in the, at, at big tech, and I know you wanted to talk about the yeah. Facebook whistleblower, but it, yeah. it, like you have you have these you have these aggravated employees that raise a stink and throw a fuss and it spooks these corporations because they see, they see a liability issue. Like what if our employees sue us, you know? And so, so they bring in diverse, diversity, equity, inclusion, training programs and all this bullshit. So that in the event that they're sued, they can say, Hey, we did X, Y, Z to make sure we mitigated any yeah. sort of, you know, discomfort among our staff. And, uh, we've seen that. And it's, I don't know what you think about this Facebook whistle, whistleblower, but it seems to me like it's just total horseshit what she's doing.
1: Oh yeah, no, no. I, I'm assuming that she's still. Uh, uh, and this is totally me. Just uh, this is my opinion. I, I, I think sure. she's still an employee of Facebook, probably getting paid even more. Um, I mean, you think they,
0: they specifically tasked her with doing the whistleblowing?
1: Oh yeah, no. The, uh, the, I don't. I don't think that there's anyone. I, I can't imagine someone putting together an argument to say that this is an authentic whistleblowing situation. I mean, first of all, you can't you can't like go in in, in, and express your whistleblowing on a platform that you're essentially, you know, blowing the whistle on. Like, you know, 60 Minutes isn't going to air an actual whistleblower. Simple as that. Right. Um, Right. And and they did. And then literally the next day. She's already
0: Twitter verified.
1: Yeah. The next day they're, they're in the Senate. I mean it doesn't work that mm-hmm.
0: way. I believe that she was on the team that actually made the call to um censor the Hunter Biden story, his laptop story before yeah, well, the election. They
1: have they, they've, they've uncovered a lot of things. They've uncovered like like they said she's donated to like 35 different democratic candidates, um one being like AOC. She's uh, she was on some some committee having to do with mm-hmm. um some some something i to do with the internet she was on some committee and um basically she's just really entrenched you know in, mm-hmm. in, in the the political swamp it's not like if I worked at Twitter, uh, facebook and, and and was a whistleblower and had no ties to any politicians or anything that's just not the case she's a lot of people labeling her um a democratic operative mm-hmm.
0: yeah well I mean, it makes, well, it's, it, it it it
1: makes it... perfect sense too of what they're doing. I think it's brilliant. Not like yeah, what they're doing, but, but I think the plan is brilliant.
0: Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. We never underestimate the ability for, for the, the, the political elite to get something done in a very manipulative sort of Machiavellian yeah. way. But what I fail to see is I fail to see the incentive for Facebook to push that whistleblower, but I do understand her personal incentive in that. She gets all this press. She could certainly get a book deal. Congress obviously wants this to happen because they're looking for any excuse to have more oversight and control over big tech platforms, especially with elections coming up. So I'm not sure that she's like a Facebook plant. Maybe she is. But uh, it seems to me that she certainly is an operative for the Democratic Party. So I think they might have paid her off to do this sort of like a blasé Ford thing.
1: Oh, yeah. No, without a doubt. Um. I'm sure that I, I'm sure that Facebook is working in conjecture with it to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, their motives behind it—I mean, I, I could possibly think of a couple given 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 time. Um, I think it's—I uh, would say like eighty percent, you know, the Congress and Democratic Party, twenty percent Facebook. Facebook's not gonna—you know—Facebook isn't coming out and being like, you know, it someone's going if someone if someone was to go and you know start spewing all of my information about my company I'd be pissed off right um, right but if i you know knew that she was doing it and knew what she was going to be doing and helped hire a press firm for her and all that which is absurd I I, mm. I I i i think the motivation is just i mean if you got if you think about it like like facebook a company's not actually I mean, the company's not really owned by, by by Mark Zuckerberg to a certain extent. You know, it, it's a sure. publicly traded company, so sure. he's got to um, he's got to listen to people. And it, essentially, all these people are playing with everyone else's money to a certain degree. So, I mean, getting tied in with the government like that, it, it wouldn't be the worst thing for them,
0: right? From a, you know, right.
1: business standpoint. So, and it would take a lot of liability off of them. I know that because it, it, if they you know, if, if if they didn't have to, if they were to like take something down, they don't have to be like you know, it's you know our decision. They just put it on on, on the government. So it, it, they probably want to, I think.
0: So here here's what's really bizarre to me about the whole thing. So with this, I think her name's Hagen, uh, Hagen, whatever. I just always think of Hagen Doss whenever I see her name.
1: The, uh, the, the whistleblower
0: the whistleblower yeah so basically what she's saying is that facebook has conducted internal research that has determined that its platform is psychologically harmful to children or young adults like under like 18 and under right and she is blowing the whistle because she claims that facebook is hiding this evidence or being dishonest about the nature of it and she as a result is calling for congress to intervene and regulate facebook in order to in order to correct the issue because she no longer believes that facebook will correct it itself because she claims that facebook is concerned with as much engagement as possible regardless of whether or not it's healthy or unhealthy for children right and when i hear something like that i'm thinking all right well if if you think facebook or instagram is psychologically harmful to children to your child just don't let your kid on facebook or instagram yeah like, you want Congress to come in and decide what's good for your kid? I mean, that's one of the things that bothers me about, like, Bernie Sanders whenever he posts about, um, you know, we need to have free preschool for children before kindergarten so that parents can work or whatever and so that kids can have a better education and be more well-prepared. And I was a lobbyist in Tennessee for a little while. and I know for a fact that all the data shows that the pre-K shit doesn't really have a long-term impact on success for kids. It doesn't have an impact on um, higher graduation rates. the The pre kindergarten stuff is basically neglig- negligible. You're you're basically just babysitting at that you know five and underage oh, yeah. group, right? No, and, and and it really, what concerns me about this is that if we're if we're handing our kids over for nine hours a day to a state run organization from the age of three on or four on, then who's actually raising your kids?
1: And, and, and catching them that young, they they got them at that point, like. You know, you catch someone like you catch a kid at three. I mean, look at look at Tiger Woods. His dad made him start golfing at two and look at look at yep. look at what you know. So it's like when they get them young like that, they're going to they'll they them doctor name in whatever they want. And yeah, I think a, a, there's a there's an argument to be made against the fact that obviously Bernie Sanders wants your kids to go to school as early as possible so that you can go out and work and pay taxes so that he can take that money from you. Right, right. Because the that's more people pretty that straightforward. Work, yeah, the more people that work, the more taxes they're going to get. And guys like Bernie oh, Sanders. Uh, see, but like, I, how, how
0: effective do you think that public education is at actually manipulating children? Because I don't, I don't know about you, and I don't know what it's like to go to school now. But I know that when I was in school, and maybe this is just my personality type, I was very antagonistic toward what I was being taught or told. I was sort of like a, you know, another brick in the wall type, type kid, you know, like, what the fuck do you know? I had that kind of idea, mentality. Oh, yeah. like, okay, I was okay. true in a lot. I, know I was way, skipping. Way, you you, know, what I, you yeah. know what I mean, though? Like, like, nobody taught me anything in high school that like brainwashed me to love the state.
1: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> and no, if no. they
0: would have tried, I would have been like, fuck off. You know, yeah, like,
1: like, I look back at my, my high school days and, and you know, you, you want me to say the Pledge of Allegiance? I'm going to say that when I want to. You know, right. Like, like, right. I, 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 No, it was literally like the complete opposite of, of, of whatever it is they did. If someone would have came in um, like that, you know, they're trying to push a lot of the CRT stuff. If someone would have came in with all of that, I, I would have reacted the exact same way. I would have, you know, fallen asleep probably and uh, yeah. and not did the homework. I mean, that's kind of what the school is yeah. about. I think there's a lot of I think a lot of it goes on in, in, in colleges. Um,
0: yeah, I agree with you.
1: And and I think also, the professors
0: have carry you know, have a lot more weight.
1: Yeah, and and I think it's that, and and um, because of that, it creates social circles, which I think social social circles is one of the major factors in in how uh, people behave now in society. And also, what's now considered work culture. I think that is one of the worst and. I think that's one of the most destructive things in, in this country, especially in California, all of these big tech companies, you know, everyone wants that work culture where you got to think the same thing. You got to eat the same thing at the same time. You got to live on, you know, on the work campus and all of that. And, and, and it, it creates these, these type of people that identify as like, you know, they take on that identity. Like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm a Facebook employee. That's their identity. Mm-hmm. And um it's simply because they're engaged in that that whole life pretty much 24/ 7 their friends work there um, they eat there probably every day during lunch every day for dinner and what happens is uh they get they'll get fired and their their, their world just falls apart which is one of the downsides right. of it but uh, um, I think a a, a lot of a lot of what they do on, on, online with all these tech companies it stems from a, just a toxic work culture that they are that they're all in. Um, everyone mm-hmm. trying to abuse power.
0: You know, and one of the things too that that concerns me is just the nature of the algorithms and how how these these platforms have garnered so much engagement is the echo chamber aspect of it. And I'm not oh, just God. concerned about I'm not just concerned about echo chambers for the left. Okay, I'm concerned about echo chambers for myself because I know that. Of all the things that I believe, there must be some things that I'm totally full of shit on. But yeah. I have no way to see alternative views unless I really dig, right? So, like, like when I'm scrolling through TikTok, I see pro-capitalist shit. I see anti-federal reserve stuff. I see pro-blockchain stuff. like, And I know that there's got to be some – there's got to be bizarro chase out there somewhere seeing, you know, equally stimulating – equally, you know, well thought out, opposing viewpoints, like, and I, I just don't have a way to access that content, because these algorithms have determined that I'm more likely to engage with my echo chamber, right? And so, yeah. like, what can what can we do as, like, just individual Americans, or just individual people, to make sure that we're not full of shit, in, in light of these echo chambers we're stuck in?
1: <laughs> Over the last three years, I've, I've fallen, I've fallen victim or prey to, to a lot of people that where, you know, indulge themselves in, in, in echo chambers where they, they, they forgot that there's a possibility that they can be wrong. And yeah. humans can easily do that. I mean, if if you got a bunch of yes men around, it kind of distorts your reality and it distorts how you, you know, it makes you, like a better word, it makes you a fucking terrible person. Um, yeah.
0: You ever met a flat earther?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. God, I have met a flat so.
0: earther that was so well researched that I had to go look shit up in order to figure out why he was wrong. Yeah, well, and it's the echo chamber thing. It's like if all you do is, is watch flat earth videos, you're eventually going to switch teams. Yeah.
1: Well, you, for me, for me personally, for me personally um, I, I I have because of, because of you know things that I, I'm into. A lot of my hobbies tend to yeah. um, be more softer liberal people so all of my friends are liberal sure. uh i've
0: like what do you mean like toys and shit or what
1: oh yeah yeah like uh, <laughs> i don't know uh, what your hobbies uh, are so. yeah yeah <laughs> toys and shit i'm sorry uh that's like, cool all the toy collectors i know from you know the internet everywhere's um they're all big time you know liberal like like sure i i, I lost like like i think three or four thousand subscribers on youtube because i did a, a a review of a donald trump toy and
0: I saw the TikTok of that, or one yeah, of your that, TikToks that, of that toy.
1: Yeah, no, it's one of the it's one of the greatest toys. Uh, I think I have one of my favorite for sure. But uh, everyone was like just blown away, like, oh my god, what's he? You know, he did this. You know, I've been watching his videos for two years. Like, dude,
0: like, do you have that? Do you have that toy laying around? I, I want to see it.
1: <laughs> I can, uh, yeah. Let me uh, give me one second. I think it's right here.
0: Okay, cool. Sorry, man, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just got to see this thing. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't had a chance to um, uh, follow uh, Zachary, um, his TikTok is absolutely hilarious. Uh, I'll make sure to link everything into in the uh, show description. But I believe he's on uh, TikTok as I'm gonna find his handle while he's away just to make sure that he can get the plug. Some of his content has just made me laugh so hard that I've practically cried. Uh, What's your TikTok handle, Zachary?
1: Oh, uh, I think it's the Sweet that, Baby that, Gang.
0: That boy, MRC? No, that's not you. No. The
1: Sweet uh, Baby Gang, I believe it.
0: Yeah, the Sweet Baby Gang. You got to follow him. He's absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, what's the deal with this toy, man?
1: Okay, so this right here is obviously it's Donald <laughs> Trump. Um, comes with... Wearing the blue tie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, I have. It came with two ties. You got the red and the blue tie. Um, <laughs> the hat is currently... I don't know that i think the hat's like in a in a bin somewhere but it sure what's uh i mean you know it comes with like a standard uh like his jacket this is the um this is the the 2020 uh version of them so this is like the you know i think they, they made three versions of this company but they it comes with a second head sculpt this right here and they leave the hair long so that you can style it however you want nice yeah so let me let me try and get this closer to the camera
0: Oh, that's amazing! So, is that what you think his hair actually looks like when it's not done up?
1: Yeah, it's possible. I mean, look, <laughs> I, I I spent a good like three weeks researching his hair to try and get it, and I just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Um, so, so when you posted about this toy on YouTube, what happened?
1: Uh, a lot of people that uh, I've I've met through like them watching my videos and stuff. Uh, they 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 were. They were appalled that I was a, um, you know, I, I was just a a, a a racist, terrible person because um, I did a video reviewing him, which the company I made this sent it to me to do a review. So it's not like I even bought right. it, which I, you know, I would have bought, I would have bought it still. But um, yeah, so the, the, you know, that's just an example of how everyone in that in that uh, atmosphere is liberal. So all of my friends are liberal, and mm-hmm. I I see. I when I get on my personal Facebook, everyone's, you know, telling everyone that, you know, mask up, you know, all, all these liberal talking points. So sure. I don't know. I, I, I get the point you make. I just I feel like I know enough to where I can sit and say, generally speaking, you're probably right about most things that uh, that you think because I've seen the other side yeah. of it and it makes no But sense. everybody
0: feels that way about what they think that's what scares me like I feel the same way and I feel like I'm right about most of the things that I think like yeah. of course I do otherwise I would think something else but it, that's what scares me is you know am I so self righteous or so arrogant to think that I just happen to be right about everything and they're full of shit because there's a lot but, of smart people on the left too man you know
1: No they 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 are they, there is um, there's just a lot of dumb people that think they're smart um, yeah. or I say a lot of people that think that they're so smart that they don't need to actually learn. They don't need to, you mm-hmm. know, consider that they might be wrong. And I've, I've seen a lot of, I mean, I, if you were to like name ten ten 10 things, 10 topics, you know, be it political or whatever. And I, I could go in and be like, yeah, no, you're right there. Because I've seen like how the other, you know, all of my friends think the complete opposite of what I do. But their way of thinking—it just makes no sense because it can easily be destroyed. It can easily be broken up. It's like, well, if you think that, then how is this possible? If you want this, mm-hmm. then how is it that we can have that? And it—you know—it just doesn't make any sense at all, for the most part.
0: So, how do you think this is going to pan out? Because I was talking to my wife the other day, and you know, we both voted for Trump. And you know, if he runs in twenty twenty four, which I think he will, I'll vote for him again. But I kind of didn't want him to run. I wanted him to run for Congress and be speaker of the house but if he's going to run I'm going to support him okay yeah. and my wife was like and my wife you know she came up in the um she's a she was a ballet dancer and a professional one and so all of her friends growing up the vast majority of them um in in college close friends like dear friends roommates stuff like that people that you think that you would be friends with the rest of your life you know most of them of course are left leaning it's a very artistic specific community and um she said to me, "She's like, if Trump wins in 2024, that's it for our friends. Like, there's no way they're going to hang. Like, it's they're going to be so pissed off that they will just cut us off. And do you think that's how this is going to play out in, in the event of a 100 um,
1: percent? I think, um, I think we needed we needed to get the other. I, I say the other side, Biden, in order." In order for things to actually change, we needed Biden to win. I think that actually was part of the process because now we're starting to see the the you know the 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 amount of um, the amount of hypocrisy that 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 we've seen. Anyone yeah. with anyone with a brain can look back at the past four years and say, okay, like it was chaos. It was awful. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they, they, they. President Trump did this. President Trump did that. And looking at what's actually going on now, and and everyone, no one's saying anything. People don't. Pe- people are starting to not acknowledge. That. They're starting to realize that. Like, um, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't. Biden taking the booster shot on a on, on a freaking movie set. If Donald Trump would have done that, I mean, game over. Oh yeah, they would have. You know, they would have yeah. accused him of being in, in Auschwitz or something. Who knows? But. People t- a lot of people are taking notice of that, and a lot of people are starting to um, to see. So I think you got I, I think after we're we're done with this cycle, then things hopefully will start you know going back. But mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Some people legitimately believe that anyone that supports or is associated with with Donald Trump is is just a racist, horrible person. Yeah. Yep. It's unbelievable. I mean, my the, my last girlfriend. That uh, we broke up, California like, gal. No, 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 no. This is a different one. I don't, um, I don't know. Just running uh, through them, man. What they always, <laughs> I always go towards the liberal people, the liberal ones. And, and three weeks ago, so we were we, we were uh, together for a couple of months, and, and, and like about three or four weeks ago, I jokingly put on a "Make America Great Again" hat because I bought one uh, to make a video with. You know, it's just kind of a joke. I mean, it' not like I'm gonna wear that, you know, to the store. And look, she 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 straight just left. Like, she was like appalled that I put that on. She told me it offended her. She said some incredibly mean things to me. Uh, told, called me a racist. Called me. She said called me a white supremacist. Yeah, put on me as a joke, and uh, and I knew it would upset her because obviously I I I knew she was liberal, but um she started going off on me saying how appalled she was, how offended and and Hmm. calling me racist. You know, like she literally, she said like, um, I mean, did you see what happened on January 6th and what those people were doing? And they were wearing a hat and then she left and that, you know, that was generally speaking. That was it,
0: man. I'm sorry that you had to experience that. That Oh no, it was,
1: no, I mean no, I thought it was it was phenomenal, I think. I, I loved it because it's like
0: Yeah, I mean, you rated yourself with something you didn't need in your life, but still it's taxing emotionally to deal with that.
1: Well the California one I had to I went through a lot, so it's like that was just you know, that's a Tuesday afternoon. Um so I I, I don't <laughs> really get hung I don't get hung up too much on it. And I, I chalked it up to it's like okay. Um you know, I was with this, you know, I, I, we were together for like six or seven months, and, and she left and, and told me I was an awful person because of a hat I wore, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, good riddance. But then obviously well, she and the, apologized uh, and, and tried coming back, and I was like, you know.
0: Maybe not. Maybe this isn't a good fit. Like, but you know,
1: <laughs> yeah. frankly, you're my worst the- girlfriend ever, you know, just <laughs> tell you that.
0: One of the things, too, that that seems to be different between the left and the right is if you were to ask me as someone and I'm very right wing. I mean, I'm so right wing that I think the Republican Party is socialist. And if you were to ask me, you know, things that Trump did that I disagreed with, I could go on a tirade about things that he did that I did not like, despite the fact that I'm a big supporter. Right. Yeah. And I don't feel like anyone on the left could really go into a tirade about like what Biden's done wrong. I mean, these people are even defending the way that he left Afghanistan. And that's just like blatant. And so I think there's a little bit of a difference there in terms of tolerance. Like, And I'm not, I don't think I'm special. I think if you asked a Republican, hey, what are three things that Trump did that, that you disagreed with? They'd be like, oh, well, I didn't like the way that he allowed the mask mandates to go as long as they did nationwide. Uh, I didn't like the way he... Um, overspent, uh, or I didn't like the way that everything that he got done, he got done with the executive order. So as soon as you know, Biden got elected, he was able to undo everything because none of it was passed with Congress. Like, that's just off the top of my head things that I could say that are critical of Trump, Trump's presidency. I still love the guy. I still support him. I still like way more of what he did than I dislike. But it's easy for me to identify things that he did that I abhor, right? And I don't think you could go to someone on the left and say, listen, what, you know, what are some things Biden is doing that are really pissing you off? Like they just, oh no! I think he's you know pretty much doing a good job.
1: And they 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 wouldn't be able to even. They wouldn't. They don't even know a single thing that he is doing or he isn't doing. All they know is that he's just he's not Donald Trump. That's that's what he's doing. And meanwhile, he's actually doing a bunch of damage. It's, It's 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 very it's it's upsetting to watch happen, and seeing people that that um think that they know what's going on. I came across a guy on on Twitter actually earlier, and. I think he—you know, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Media Matters, right? Yeah. You might actually have—you no, you, you might know this guy. You might have heard of him. Um, let me pull it up here. Jason Campbell. Sounds familiar. Yeah, he, he, he's apparently, like, one of the head guys at, at, at uh, Media Matters. And he tweeted, the, the notion of a national debt limit is so almost, almost metaphysically absurd that debate around it is the political equivalent of counting angels on pins— um, and it, it, it's aside from being able to break all that down into a bunch of things that would be like, you know, it makes no sense, but it's like, how do you even, what do you say to that? You know, you you almost can't say anything to that because it's just that, you know, um, yeah. not to, not to mention yeah. essentially, you know, Money, money in a way is metaphysical. And by, you know, because it's metaphysical, we need a debt ceiling to keep us from just acting more and more like it's metaphysical. We just keep printing money, printing money. Uh, you know, the debt limit is, is, is a deterrent, you know, which is essentially what most of the de- democratic systems we have are. They're deterrents. I mean, you, know, when you start breaking down like that. Uh, it, it just it, it makes no sense at all. Like, you can't just take something and, and then, uh, you know, say it's something else and and that be the case. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yep. you just gave me an idea of a tweet. I just tweeted, uh, raising the debt ceiling to avoid.
1: I don't know if you, I, I lost you there. So, oh, it looks like I'm by myself here. Welcome.
0: Hey, there you go. I don't know. I don't know what's what's happening with my internet here. It keeps cutting out. Um, yeah, no, I just I, took
1: your show over for for a second there
0: yeah yeah that's what yeah. you dropped all, all you basically broke like all of youtube's terms of service while i was gone for 30 seconds yeah just. no
1: no i i i assumed you know i, I had a, a plug sheet i just read off
0: yeah 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 so i basically i tweeted um you gave me an idea for a tweet where i just said raising the debt ceiling to avoid defaulting on debt is the equivalent of taking out a personal loan in order to pay off a credit card you're not solving the problem and so yeah, yeah I, I mean this whole debt ceiling and that's the problem with fractional reserve banking right is you know, when the when the Federal Reserve, when the central bank gives money to these banks, they're allowed to lend out ten times the amount of money that they have in deposits. And actually, they um, decrease the minimum requirements, I think, to zero um, yeah. percent during COVID. And so, what you do is you you create more debt than there actually is money to pay off, and. And so what we have is a cycle in the United States where we always have to raise the debt ceiling in order to avoid defaulting on debt. And that's not sustainable. That's just why we were supposed to be on a gold standard.
1: No, and, and, and to go further into that is – so before, before we, 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 we enacted – I don't know exactly when. Before we enacted the uh, – you know essentially the debt ceiling, we used to – back in the day, we used to have to pass legislation. We, it, it used to have to go through the system. Anytime we wanted to take out debt, and it mm-hmm. should be like that. It, g- being able to take out debt should be as hard as possible. They should make it as hard as possible because that's the only thing that keeps us from just let's just print money. Let's just do you know. Let's just just keep taking out debt. You know who cares? Yeah. I, I mean, I get the idea and the and, and the point that as long as America continues to be America, the bill isn't going to come but it has it has just certain side effects that ultimately will cause America to crash
0: yeah yeah if, they're just kicking the can it's inevitable and the, the longer they kick the can the worse the problem
1: gets yeah yeah it, it, it's you know i get you know you got to it's like you, you got to take today's problem and you push it back because you almost have no other choice but for every day you you, you, you push it further it's going to be harder and harder so when it does blow up and it most likely will it's going to be it's going to be bad um i mean yeah most people it's, it blows my mind how many people don't understand the 2008 financial crisis how um how close we almost came to just a global economic collapse and when that happens you you can kiss society goodbye
0: yeah so what are you doing to prepare for the uh for the total the pending total economic collapse i've got i got three months worth of alex jones food
1: yeah well um i uh what, what is it um I can't, I can't think of the name of it it's a, patriot meals or something like that so i've subscribed to that yeah uh, yeah no yeah. I, I uh i i i live in 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 a, in in a in a very rural area so you know i i i have kind of some a couple of plans, but you know, we're gonna have chickens and goats, and, and uh, you know, do this yeah. whole thing. And uh, I'm not, I, well, I'm not worried about. My that.
0: wife and I will come move in with you when when she yeah, hits Yeah, yeah,
1: it's 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 really not that far. I mean, I think Austin's, uh, you know, maybe about five hours away.
0: Okay, you know, cool we man. Can, uh,
1: yeah, we, we, we can wake up, feed the you know feed the, 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 the goats and, and the chickens and stuff because essentially that's how we're gonna survive.
0: Sounds awesome. Well, my last name's Geyser, which means goat herder in German, allegedly. So, <laughs> well, that's so I, yeah, I got it in my bones. <laughs> yeah. No, so we... where can uh, where can people find you?
1: Um, on I tw- uh, I guess on, on Twitter. That's perfect.
0: Yeah. Are you trying to push your Twitter account? Push your Twitter account. Get some followers.
1: Yeah. Well, I got uh, I got thirty five. You know, that's that's it's a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I've been there. Yeah, thirty-five. Low how many? How many subscribers do you have on YouTube these days? Did you lose them all because you're uh, uh, not a not a leftist?
1: <laughs> uh, my 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 YouTube toy channel. But yeah, no, I I I I quit making content on it. Uh, I, yeah. I, I had uh, I think two hundred eighty thousand. So, I, I, wow. Yeah, in the toy, you know, in the toy world, you know, you could talk to someone; they would probably know my name. Maybe they'd be like, yeah. God, I hate that. Dude. Yeah, so controversial." <laughs>
0: Well, your TikTok's got tens of thousands of followers too, and I tell you, man, that's 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 where you should you should be pushing your content because it's absolutely hysterical. You really have a knack for it, dude.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's you know it's it's that limit because it's happened multiple times where it's like you log in and and poof, it's gone, and yeah, it's just it, it, it's disheartening. And I'm luckily luckily I have an actual like I have a real life outside of the internet, and right. I don't put too much value and focus on that. And some people do, and they get crushed whenever they, their shit gets deleted.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on, dude. I've really enjoyed hanging out with you. And let's, let's be sure to, to stay in touch. And if you ever need anything from me, just let me know, man. I'm here for you.
1: I appreciate it, bud.